0: Welcome back to the Spock the Week archives. I'm your host, John, aka the Alba Android. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you are joining us again, thank you for coming back. Each week, we are bringing you our archived YouTube videos in podcast form so that you can listen to it on the go, wherever you like, however you like. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode.
1: Coming transmission.
2: Fire.
0: Yes! Okay, <laughs> hey guys, uh, welcome back, and we are now going to fire at will this is the segment of the show where ourselves and our guests get to talk about whatever they like to talk about uh within the trek world um so as we have our guest host with us this evening sarah would you like to start us off and like i say at the end of the day the at floor is yours this is fire at will you can do whatever you want talk about whatever you want
1: well as it is captain picard day. And We're talking about Picard and we're honouring his memory today. He was Picard was actually born in La Barre, France, and his parents ran a vineyard, which Picard later went to run when he retired from Staff. Funnily enough, there is actually a Chateau Picard wine produced, which is a, a French one and that's sold through the American countries. But I don't think French wines are as good as American wines. Fight like me. Oh, controversial.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> We'll edit that bit out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, pre- I much prefer Californian
0: wine. Oh okay. You, you, just just to clarify, Sarah, the the whole point of fire at will is you do not literally fire at each other. You know, just just want to say that out there. You know. Just, yeah, you do it? I I thought
1: that this is what. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the whole title of it, fire at will. I was kind of like, I thought this is fight me type. Yeah. By oh, way, guys. I, I think new world wines are better than old world wines. When, Picard is obviously an old-world wine because it comes from Chateau Picard in the Bar, of France, which is an old world. I think that New Zealand, South African and American wines are better than oh, that. I hate myself for saying so. I what
2: annoys me is that the official Patrick Picard Chateau Picard wine is produced in France
1: and
0: only sold in America.
2: Only sold in America.
0: I, I have noticed that there, are, there is, there does seem to be a distinct bias I when it comes you to do when it comes to what you call it? Why, you know these wines and speciality. I mean, because it's not just wines out there. I mean, there's there's a Reserve whiskey, bourbon whiskey for um, James T Kirk. There's there's yep. talk about other other drinks available, but they're very difficult to get outside of. But the difference between that and say the Chateau Picard uh, element which is rather confusing because we can't get it here but you know, so you can get it in the States. Uh, the reason for the other stuff being a bit of a problem is that the the, the import-export taxes and tariffs and stuff like that make it particularly difficult to, to do. I mean, um, uh, a couple of years ago, I was speaking to the company that makes the, the wine and the, the Kirk Reserve bourbon, uh, and they were telling me that they were looking into doing a Scotch whiskey, a blended Scotch whiskey, in honour of Scotty. And I thought, oh, that's a brilliant idea. But it was at that point that she was saying the, the difficulty they had have is they they have to meet certain criteria and have to do certain things and meet certain uh, all sorts so it makes it extremely difficult to do but still there is um, especially here in the uk i don't know if it's the same for anybody else out there in the rest of the world but uh, definitely here in the uk we have to import a lot of our trek merchandise and uh, stuff like that so it, you know that is something that can get a bit tedious Especially if you're a wine aficionado like uh, Sarah and Gregor, uh, you, you know, um, they would love to get their hands on some of that Chateau Picard. <laughs> well, I, I, don't forget, I asked you to get me one as well, so don't forget that.
1: Anyway, okay. so there we go. So, to get back onto the, 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 the thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, So, the other problem is Provenance. You like my link there, Provenance. Talking uh, too- about the whiskey here is that uh, one of the problems they may run into, if they're going to do a whiskey to celebrate Scotty... Well, they're going to have to figure out where he was actually born because we've got quite a few places that lay cling to him as in Lithgow as in Elgin as hence, in, the, uh, hence
0: the reason why uh, one of the reasons why they were going to go with a blended whiskey because of that because of that dispute because I did say that oh there's some really good uh, single malts out there and so well, we did look at single malts but we you know if we go for a certain region one of the others might get I went, I went, we're really not like that we don't give them monkeys if it's just says Scotty on it and we, <laughs> yeah, we'll drink it we don't oh, no, the, the,
1: there's a plaque in Linlithgow that lays claim that Scotty was born there and Elgin have also laid claim to him wasn't um, Wasn't Linlithgow the place that the Doohan family officially endorsed as what I they think believed? never actually referenced in any of Star Trek lore. He always refers to Bonnie Scotland and talks about being Scottish. It's a huge part of his identity. And the actor, obviously, being Canadian, would have loved Scotland. But they never actually place it, whereas we know Kirk's from Iowa, and we say uh, Archer, he comes from Midwest, doesn't he as yeah, well?
2: Yeah, he's from farm country as well, wasn't
1: yeah, he? Yeah, and Janeway has a, a city that they always refer to a, a place of home, but his is never actually mentioned, unfortunately. So it's, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's one, one of those where... things where the where the mythical came from with with their particular claim to it, but it would be interesting. To try and do the the, the malt because that would be a problem. Anything to do with Iowa because they've got a plaque for Kurt. They've got their future birthplace plaque.
0: They they did place. they did try and get that for in Lithgow, but they they couldn't nail it down. And
1: I don't. It's f- in the museum. Is in the town museum actually. They wanted they wanted
0: a road sign outside. You know, just like uh, the the future birthplace. Uh, is. Captain Kirk, they wanted that full in Lithgow, but um, for reasons that escaped me at this moment in time, they couldn't get it. The, the strong relation with Aberdeen is he, he does reference Aberdeen as a, um, or he's referenced as being an Aberdeen uh, pub crawler. So, yeah, I mean, but then again, like I say, it's one of those things where he could have studied studied in Aberdeen university or whatever you know again it's, wouldn't have been a big deal in, in
1: those times would it? yeah. it's uh, it's open
0: it's open to discussion they definitely need to nail it down somewhere so they can have somewhere for Scotty I mean he's such an influential character uh mm-hmm. such a well-known character that it, it, you know we, we need one the Scottish fan fandom need to have this shrine to Scotty to somewhere to go to and say yeah, yeah he's, he's ours'
1: I've what does surprise me actually, is that we, we don't have more of them associate because we we don't actually have a brand of Earl Grey tea called Picard, do we? Or oh, do we? No, and, and and to be honest with you, I think a lot of this
0: is, is, this boils down to rights, ownership, right copyrights. You see what I did there? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean the, the the Chateau Picard wine, for example, when they ask to use you know to sell the wine as a you know as a ref you know the the film reference uh, wine. They had to go through so much stuff to get the actual Chateau Picard to allow them to change the date and Mm. change. They weren't allowed to change anything else. Very little else on the the actual bottle itself was allowed to be changed because they wanted to basically put labels on it, do it like they did, you know, like the film. Like they had in the film, but they w- they weren't allowed to do it because, like I say, there is an actual Chateau Picard, so they, they had to come to some sort of some sort of agreement. They were only allowed to sell it in certain places. They're only allowed to do so many, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. I would imagine that the same thing would happen with tea. I mean, that would that would actually be pretty awesome if they actually did that, sold that as a you know <laughs> sold that as a brand, you know.
1: What else could you? What would because the data had that green thing. So just, I'm kind of thinking now. Each character, what drink could they have? Because obviously, oh, yeah, Jimmy's coffee, coffee. Yeah. is green, Scott is whiskey, but what would.
2: What Worf's is, prune juice.
1: Prune juice, yes. Worf is, drinks his prune juice, yeah, which is, he was introduced to that by a guy named, wasn't he? But what? Kana. Kana. yeah. Canar. Drinking Kana with the Ma. But actually I don't think what would Kirk drink? So I don't think you mentioned there's a bourbon for him, um, but was that really his drink of choice? We didn't really see Not him see. That, I think mm-hmm. it'd be more of a a beer drinker actually. I mean I know it does um it, it does have formula was, name actually doesn't he? Yeah. In, in the new films the the drink they have a do have a drink for his
0: his father's birthday in the the Kelvin film and the first one I believe pulls it out of the cupboard and says that it was um Chekhov's he got it out of Chekhov's cupboard or something. Uh, you know, uh, Dr McCoy said he you know he got this out of Chekhov's place. Um and uh, he, he sort of references oh, I thought it was more of a vodka man, you know, so, no but it was a like a Scotch whiskey but I couldn't remember
1: uh, well, Math of Khan that he gets obviously he gets the gift of Cities from Spork the but Bones comes around later and he gives him a pair of glasses and a bottle of Romulan ale. So and he also drinks that in Star Trek Sick. six and Discover Country they have that for dinner. Because it's remember the line versus Ale should be illegal. So but what is Romulan ale, do we think? Because other than the fact it's that Blue so, so a bottle of blue wicked Romulan Ale, green thing for dates, that did actually have a name. It was some kind of because in relics it's referenced obviously it digs it up from the bar and older brand history. Older brand whiskey, but it's green whiskey. I'm not sure I drink that. Jamie's got coffee. Picard's got his tea and his wine, obviously. Um,
2: Chakotay's got his uh, hallucinogens.
1: Okay, they're probably not really legal. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some fizzy pop for him then.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, they all the, the drink Rakugo in Deep Space Name.
1: Yeah, which is basically a coffee drink, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, but, um, what would Spock drink then? Hmm, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> meek soup, but that's the soup. What, what would his tipple be? I mean, presumably probably eighty total. But
2: Miles O'Brien likes Scotch whiskey.
1: Got another another whisky drinker there then. Um, seems to be a bit of a seems to be a bit yeah. of a theme uh, going off. <laughs> blood wine yet? Why haven't we got a blood wine drinker? That's probably Barolo, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah Barolo. Yeah. 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 I don't believe blood a lot of these you can actually make up. Um,
0: I don't know if anybody has it. I mean, I know you've got a copy because uh, I've got a copy as well of Neelix's uh, cookbook, and it does have a section in there where it tells you how they uh, how to make the drinks, how to to basically replicate quarks bar so let's say if anybody's got that have a look in there and see what you can see what you can they, call,
1: they sold you? A few, but the the romulan romulier was blue wicked it was, it was at the vegas convention they were selling them at the bar but the blood wine was some horrible really sickly sweet. was some sweet. kind of cocktail it was horrible. It was not nice. It was not what well, I expected it to be more like a, like Barolo is basically, it's a better known as bull blood wine because it's almost syrupy when it pours. It's really, that's what I would have expected. And I, if I'm going to, if I'm going to drink that from the, the skulls of my defeated enemy, then I want that to be a good wine and not some sickly sweet cocktail. Quite frankly.
0: Because yeah. I know that um, reading up on it as well, they actually, when they did the, the drinks in the show and all that, I mean, a lot of it was like, you know, stuff like grape juice and, you know, and all this sort of thing. But they did put a lot of thought into making these things look believable, realistic, making them, you know, like consistencies and stuff like that. And the food as well. I mean, that's another interesting, Yeah, but the thing is, though, is is in some instances, they actually did make real food or use real food to make, make, like tags, for example, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly how they did it, but they, they, they used various different carcasses from different animals and crabs and stuff like that, you know, to actually and God knows what else to make these cr- creatures that you see on some of these banquet tables. I mean, obviously they were edible because they'd be under hot studio lights all day, but you know they, they you know, they used yeah, real,
1: yeah. real. F- what was Diana's drink? Diana had that sunset one. Oh, no, no. Can't remember. Uh, it was, it was a bit sunrise, bit. wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was a sunset. It was, a, it was something with a. it's a a cocktail that they make up for uh, and it does this whole colour change thing it's it's quite beautiful actually it is is a cocktail Um, so there's, there's Diana's what would Riker be? Riker was beer. Riker be a man. Riker's he's a bit, a bit of a frat boy, isn't he? Big uh, keg of beer. Are you think he's American Pale Ale beer? Or you think he's a, a multi-beer drinker? Mm,
0: no, I think he would be um, heard referred to as a NASCAR beer sort of guy. You know, fast and loose. The stuff you usually take the piss out of me for uh, for drinking, you know. It's like, he's yeah, it. like, Oh, yeah. no,
1: no. He's better than that, surely. No. What about Jody? Jody seems a bit more refined, doesn't he then? So I thought? think, I, you know, I think, I
0: think Jordy would be. A, I would think he would be a bourbon man. Ah. I think, I think he would be a bourbon man because, I mean, I honestly, genuinely think that bourbon is a, a drink that is heavily underestimated and it it, it's, it doesn't i mean there's some great great flavors and tastes there are so many out there that are really really good and most people just think of the two main ones you know and one of them isn't even actually a bourbon probably already guessed which one that one is but the, the, there are huge amounts out there and some really sophisticated and rather expensive ones i would actually say
1: it would be i would hazard a guess it would be a bourbon
0: man i genuinely honestly be- believe it would be a bourbon man
1: so original series we've got Kirk's Romulan Ale, Bones um, is whiskey, isn't he? He's another whiskey drinker. Maybe a Scotty. bourbon man. Bourbon. Or Munchen. Quite possibly. Scotty's the whiskey drinker. Um, what about Sulu? Sanky, I know. Uh, up in San Francisco. And then Chekhov, we're assuming uh, everything, anything that came from Mother Russia, obviously, for Chekhov. Ka- yeah. Whiskey was invented in Russia. Um. Yes, and uh, the Garden of Eden was just outside St. Petersburg, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's reference as well, yeah. I, I did love that little, the, the little recurring theme. Everything came from my chef. Have we missed anybody? That's the helm engineering. Yeah. Spock. We haven't got a drink for Spock.
0: I think, to be honest with
1: you, I mean, it, I'm, i I would probably assume
0: that it would be a non-alcoholic or something
1: of that description. Do you, uh, do you think he would go for the mocktail, or do you think he's that purity? But not pure. Do you think he's that much of a purity? Just drink pure water. I think he I I think it would uh, as as a you know as a, as a true Vulcan.
0: As somebody that follows the Vulcan way and all that, I think he would be just like you know fruit juices and stuff like that. Maybe I don't, I don't know. But if you had to nail down an alcoholic drink, let's just let's just put it out there. If you had to nail down a drink for Spock, what would you guess? Let's as assume his as half human, half human side takes preference, and he has an alcoholic drink.
1: I think he'd go for something quite fine. I think he'd probably go for a single malt. I think he'd he'd probably sign on the single malt because he would probably regard anything that Bones likes as being bearskins and stone knives, therefore Scotty, you know, he'd maybe go go and sign on his one on the whole bourbon scotch thing, I don't know. What think? about gin? We could. It could be a gin like actually, yeah. Because that exciting. is that is something that would be that can be uh,
0: very refined and. Good uh, team for that one, yeah. Uh, I say I I've, uh, I would I would probably I would say gin. That would be my guess. What was what would you Gregor, What would you guess?
1: Brandy. Mm, okay. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Maybe that. I think that's yeah. But would definitely he he's not a he's not a, a pint man is he? No, definitely not. No. Um. Yeah. What I will say though is going back to Riker a little bit. Um.
0: I would actually probably say he would actually be a a, a corn whiskey moonshine kind of guy. Yeah. I reckon he's enough of a, a, a sort of a you know like you say he's a.
2: Um, no, he's, Alaska. he's from Alaska.
1: Yeah, from Alaska, so I think beer. Yeah, beer yeah. yes, spillers. Yes, well, who, who we got there? So we've got Data, data with these whiskeys. What the Yeah, the green whiskey. Yeah, green, green. green whiskey,
0: Geordie. I sort of estimated a bourbon, but like I say, I could be wrong. It, it, you know.
1: I think it probably fits. But, yeah. Burton, if you see this, what would, what would Geordie drink? Let, yeah. let us know. No, Marina, we. Uh, Sorry, Diana. We can't remember, but she she definitely asked for this beautiful cocktail, and she's very much a cocktail girl, I think. What about Beverly? Mm. I think maybe a gin drinker.
0: You think? Mm. No, I think uh, doesn't she um, doesn't she sort of uh, let us into that little sort of secret a couple of times in in TNG when she's having dinner with Picard. Does she not reveal her... Is it not a wine, is she not a wine drinker as well? Could be a um, wine can kind of yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe cognac, because, you know, that's a... What about
1: what's Oh, champagne! <laughs> She's a champagne girl, isn't she? Champagne and caviar. Oh, only the finest. Only the finest. Yes, she's. A, she's. I don't know, but they're just even thinking, bringing it to mind, I think bubbles, something sparkling, vivacious and fun. Ostentatious. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's a bit, a lot of refinement with champagne. Cristal. Yeah, Bollinger. Yeah, Cristal. Cristal have to
0: be. Cristal. Cristal. Yeah. Just just to uh, point out if anybody's actually still watching at this point, this is what happens when you get three alcoholics into the same conversation and try and talk about Star Trek, you just end something about about beer and Yeah, and I know I said French wine really that one, yeah.
1: if anybody wants to prove me wrong about French wine actually not being rubbish, I'm happy to be challenged on that Don't one. Bring home a French Send it. Bring that a, home
0: that, is, a that is a whole different podcast.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll do a taste test on that one, Father. So what what what's Sisko? Because Cisco actually has one in the Pale Moonlight, doesn't he? He's drinking a, a spirit, isn't he? He's a spirit drinker. He's
2: not a bourbon, is he? a bourbon. It must
1: He's, be. He's certainly got a spirit glass in when he does the toast in Pale Moonlight, I love that. I can't
2: Cisco must be a bourbon man. He comes from New Orleans. Dad owns a restaurant
0: in New Orleans. What about Bashir? They they they're they're quite big on the liqueurs down there as well though to be fair. Uh, Bashir.
1: Hmm, I think Bashir's going to be a really snooty. White, what no white wine drinker? No, just Bashir's pims. You think? Yeah.
0: Oh, oh no. No, yeah, aye, aye, He's, he definitely comes across like that guy in the pims definitely advert. Pim. <laughs> Bashir's definitely a pims man.
1: All right. He's in cocoa chat, yes. Kira, I think she'd like a pretty strong something,
0: wouldn't she? Oh, she definitely. I think she definitely would be a shiner. Yeah. Something
1: like, you belly. know, um, you know, resistance.
0: You know, doing things on the fly. You know, in the middle of nowhere, making some up. Can't just, get supplies. Eat vodka. Well, you can shine vodka. You can make vodka. You can make whiskey. You can make rum. You can you can do all these things. You know, the only difference is that you can't tell the difference between the two and three because you until you drink them.
1: What do we think then? Rum. Oh rum, yeah, yeah. possibly. With about Garrett.
2: Oh. Plain, simple, <laughs> Garrick.
1: Just a tailor.
2: Oh, Garrick's got to be a cocktail person.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I think he would be, wouldn't he? Or would he be th- a martini? Would he be a martini man? He could be I
0: think mart- he
1: would be um I think he'd be an all rounder
0: because I, I think he would just be that kind of guy that would He'll have his favourite, but he'll drink something else just to make you think that's the one. Maybe
2: some days he has a black Russian, maybe other days he has a white Russian. I don't
0: know. Other Russians are available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could
1: see him drinking Martini actually. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I,
0: I, th- I, th- I, think he's, I think he's an all rounder. I think Garrett would be an all rounder because he would he would he would have to fit into his persona that you know in this case a simple tale.
1: For Odo obviously as a changeling didn't eat or drink, mm-hmm. however, he was for a short time a full solid because they took away because he and he actually had to. So, he was drinking
2: beer, was he but the bubbles. Yeah.
1: Or... No, no you, so you, there was scenes where he was drinking beer. Yes, he liked the bubbles. He's a confirmed beer drinker, then is our Odo. Um, and Wolf obviously has prune juice. What, what about quark? does he usually go for?
0: The cheapest, so he can make the most profit. <laughs> What was it, Morn drank?
1: Oh, I don't know. That was an ale, wasn't it? Hmm? That was always He always had a tanker he never had that, you
2: know. Because well, they're doing a memorial service for Morn. Yes. Which you haven't got to yet.
1: Great episode.
2: Uh, Spoiler alert. talks about the, the drink that he Morn used to drink.
1: Hmm. Because he encourages everybody to buy right. one and keep Morn's seat warm. Can we, well, uh, can we change the subject? Because uh, I'm good, <laughs> just talking about it.
0: Where, where are you? Where are you 9 then, you started it? To be fair, I have not actually got any further along with it, um, but I am going to start, really, I'm going to start with that one.
2: You're recording so many references you're missing out on.
0: I know. But you know what? That makes That's what makes this thing beautiful, is that you can talk about all that stuff and I won't have a Scooby-Doo, and there's always there's always going to be one in the group that doesn't have a Scooby-Doo and that's the simpleton right here. Yeah. No arguments here. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I didn't think you would ever have any arguments on that one, to be perfectly honest with you, Gregor.
2: So, obviously, the big news last week was the STLV being postponed. To December. To December. And along with a change of date, there was a change of venue as well.
1: Big news.
0: Yes. Uh, I've been watching the chatter on this one, um, and it seems there's a bit of mixed emotions with the change of venue. Uh, there's a lot of sentimentality, um, a few people referencing the fact that the the new venue won't be as intimate or as, inclo- you know, as uh, exclusive as the, the previous one, because this one's a bit more of a there's an open...
1: There's three hotels that are linked to it, but there's one hotel will be used for it, like a convention rate. um I don't think it's... well, it, the, the Rio was getting tired. So it's it's no surprise. the the main reason they've never moved from the Rio though is because that's got their unobstructed views, so the largest floor space with unobstructed views. Mm-hmm. So trying to fit it elsewhere would have been too difficult because they were actually having to take chairs out because nobody's going to pay to sit behind the pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they were waiting for someone somewhere that was big enough. But I can understand also people had places because there was the masquerade bar which was where everybody congregated. There, there were other bars available in Rio, but the masquerade bar was where everybody went. All talent, the convention the attendees, the salespeople, all went there. So there is kind of like now where is it going to be? Because that was a focal point. Mm. Until the wee small hours. I mean, the bar was tiny. It was just—it was, it wasn't even actually a room in itself, was it? It was just a terrace. Yeah. Um, which time we just spilled out all across the the, the floor space in the casino hall, It was fantastic. But that was that just became the the meetup point really. So it's going to be what's going to replace that. In terms of the pool, though, it looks much the same. Oh, it's, too cold. It's, it's,
0: it's Vegas, come on. I mean, it's probably going to be warmer in Vegas in December than it is in
1: here. Oh, no, it's dead, so it's cold in the winter.
2: For, for us, it'll be tropical for us.
1: Yeah. But... We'll be like, oh, it's lovely, shorts and t-shirt, and they'll be freezing today.
2: Yeah, if you're from Southern California, probably not. Yeah. But...
1: What's, what are your guys' thoughts on...
0: The fact that it has been just it's been postponed till December and not postponed until next year because I mean is is there a I do you think there's that. going to be a, enough confidence for it to go ahead or do you think it's a little uh, bit too premature to announce the date?
1: Well, I, I wonder actually if the, this is a bit of a kind of a, a opportunity to gather some more money, and then. Well, I, I
2: think they'll have got. I think this was. I think the change of venue was on the cards. Yeah, that was I think of the you, this was the last year that the, the Rio was contracted for it. Caesars, who did own the Rio, have obviously invested heavily in this new convention centre. So this brand new convention centre probably had a lot of cancelled conventions, got a lot of things big. So I think Creation have probably had a great deal on the convention centre, because mm-hmm. it's mutually beneficial to have a High profile event to launch this new convention centre. Then going forward, it will be the new home from August next year. Mm. I can see no reason for it to move it from August because that's peak holiday season. Um, I think they'll probably still get a reasonable crowd at it. Where are they going to get the guests that they're after? Because if in America they're classing anyone over 65 is having to shield at the moment. So, whether you'll get any, any of the, the talent that want to go is a different question. And what international travel restrictions are on as well. I'm not a
0: Christian. And that's, that's something that's going to affect um, the convention scene uh, here in the UK for a couple of years as well, at least, um, until confidence properly regains itself. Uh, I mean, I know that uh, Destination Star Trek is still in limbo at this present moment in time. Um, it is slated for November,
1: I believe, at the moment. Yeah, the biggest problem with that is it's currently a hospital. Yeah.
0: So uh, the other problem we've got as well, though, is a huge, huge chunk, if not all of the possible talent that could be invited to a convention here in the UK lives in the States or... Outside of the UK, in general, are they going to be able to get get the you know get the stars in? I mean, it's it is Voyager's twenty fifth anniversary year, and um, it was something to look forward to to seeing all the Voyager cast there. But are they going to be able to make it? Is it going to happen? And with it being so close to the new scheduled date for the main event, uh, Star Trek Las Vegas, um, that could also be an issue as well, uh, especially if they start filming a lot of the um, A lot of the programs, um, a lot of the stuff that's in the pipeline, stuff that's waiting to go but can't because of the restrictions. That's all going to start happening uh, in earnest. So there's going to be people with filming schedules and all that, you know. So, but one thing I will say though, and some of you uh, that were, you know, all six of you that are watching, um, probably have been involved in one of the numerous virtual cons that have been going on. I mean, I know Greg and Sarah, you've dabbled in a couple of a couple of events in the last couple of months that have been online both at the amateur level and the professional level as far as conventions and groups are concerned um do you think this could possibly be the new the new way to go with this with this sort of thing
1: I think we've been incredibly lucky having the technology we've got, um, and it's it's been a massive success. It's it's been almost a this is kind of this is actually given the big push for it, but everywhere because certainly in work life we've suddenly been pushed to doing virtual meetings. It would always been we should do this more often. We should do this more often never happened and then we have to they, they are working really well and i know that the last one we attended was generation cast reunion and it was fantastic they were they were loving it because they, they were getting people from all over the world uh, and we hadn't left our kitchen and we were able to give this them so they were certainly enjoying it because for them it's a lot less travel it's a lot less fatigue uh, i think, so I, think yeah. I think there's going to be a lot more of it and certainly san diego comic-con i believe is now gone fully yeah, online san,
2: san diego comic-con is purely online in july and it's I'm key free. for everyone
1: that's that
0: is Fantastic. that is a fundamental thing and that is a wonderful gesture by san diego comic-con um and, you could
1: yeah. easily jump in the couple we've been to that have been um fee-paying events and there's a couple that have been free and the fee ones have been a minimum of a dollar so which just there's not know. a
0: lot to be sniffed at to be fair is it really i mean yeah. that's...
1: But for what you're getting i mean the, the, there's been a few on a sliding scale of if you pay more money you'll get a five minute one-to-one which to be quite frank is just too short a, a time really but also some of the ones out right there
2: these five minute one-to-ones so are okay because they're might get marketed on a couple Facebook pages, but, you know, Alexander Siddig's doing his Sid City stuff. Yeah, you know, And there's a few others doing stuff, and I think this will change. You know, there's been a number of big-name talent that has done stuff that have basically allowed the public to get direct access to them through Zoom or some other platform, and, I you know, that may change what people expect when they get to a convention. Quite hard to get that kind of access at a convention. The other side of that is that maybe between conventions now we might see a lot more of these little digital events because um, they're a great marketing tool if you want to sell tickets for your convention. Um, they a fantastic marketing tool.
1: I've thoroughly enjoyed them actually. They've, they've had a few group ones which have been fantastic. I've seen a, a group Voyager and a group TNG, and uh, uh, well, not a group, but uh, it was Dominic and Connor from mm-hmm. enterprise that, that also got together but like I say they're in their own homes as well so it's it's great mm-hmm. for them and there's been a variation in the levels of finesse on them because I know Chase did one and she had somebody fielding all the questions and then basically filtering through them and putting them through to her screen for her to answer and others were just kind of picking random stuff off but there's certainly a lot to be said for them um, and we've all got the tech now well, mm-hmm. The vast majority of the population has got the tech. It's one of the good things that's <laughs> this pandemic nonsense that we've, yeah. we've actually, yeah, we've, we've changed for the better on that front. Definitely,
0: definitely. I mean, less I mean, that's that's one thing we all need to do is just focus on the good things that are coming out of this, and and like I say, just continue to be safe. Like I say as long as we all keep doing what we're supposed to be doing, we'll be able to go back. Uh, I mean, I've seen some impassioned video clips from Marina Certis. Uh, posted one recently uh, where she was basically saying thank you guys for all your support we all love you we look forward to getting back to seeing you we you you guys are you know what we live for you know and it's you know it's a genuine heartfelt thank you to the fans and it's 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 good that and they want to get back to doing this as much as we want to get back to to doing this as well so you know i mean the fact that they're still able to engage with us and we're still, you know, able to engage with them, it's it's amazing. And the technology and a lot of it inspired by Star Trek, you know. So it's a bit of a beautiful cliche.
1: We've been incredibly lucky, and there's a lot of a lot of got off the ground really well with it. But I think it's going to be here for quite a while to come because I don't think we're ever going back to anything. I think we're merging into a, a new world order, as it were. Um, definitely,
0: definitely, and. Um,
1: well, well just, just based on history alone, I mean, the, the, the previous flu, at, at post-First World War flu, went on for about two and a half, three years, um, and obviously things are different now in terms of advances of medicine, but things are also different in terms of transport. It, it was actually the fact that most people were on the move. That led mm. to the spread of that virus particularly quickly because they were all returning home after the war, which was what main movement of people was, was one of the things that led to it actually spreading so quickly. So yeah, this is going to be around for quite a while. But the other thing is, if it's not COVID, there'll be another one. Climate change. Well, no, I'm talking about viruses. There'll be another virus. This has just been one. We've we already had it with MERS, we've had SARS, and we were very lucky that they got contained very quickly. And COVID's been the first one that's actually breached effectively, so there will be another one following it. And I, I think say we're, we're
0: definitely, definitely not out of it. Um, and let like I say it, I and think it's
1: so easy. See. And isn't it stranger? It's something that you can't even physically see has caused so much
0: change. And you know what? It's I mean, there's a lot. Of, I I have not been near a television screen, a newspaper. I mean, I I see little bits and bots on Facebook and on Twitter and stuff like that. You know, um. I mean, I don't in- intentionally want to be ignorant to what's going off, but I want to focus on the positives, you know. So and that's what that's that's what I am doing. Whenever anything positive comes along, you know, I engage with it and and push it forward. And that's what's been really good about the Star Trek community is that everybody's been pulling together. I mean, the amount of pod. I mean, we to be fair, we're one of them. The amount of podcasts that have started up through this, you know, the amount of people that I wanted to entertain. The fellow fans and stuff like that has, has gone through the roof and everybody's doing their own thing brilliant it's it's amazing that everybody has done what they're doing and it makes me so glad to be part of this community and part of a fandom that actually genuinely looks out for each other and and that is the most amazing thing i think to come out of this is that we've actually discovered rediscovered even the love and the family that is star trek both Fans and actors alike. So, that is a, I think that's a brilliant thing to come out of it. It really is. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with that sentiment or not over the. Oh, yeah. No, not
1: totally agree with that, yeah. It, it, it... But it's been good. And they've, they've really pulled together as well because it's been a lot... I mean, it would be quite easy for them to say, actually, no, I'm going to go and play with my jigsaws and read my books and take that time out. They, they've actually been really quite active in, in giving them the, the time for this sort of stuff and, and chatting, but they genuinely seem enthused by it as well, which has been lovely.
0: We've, we've been talking about, like, say, doing stuff like this for a while, but it took you know, this pandemic thing to kick us asses into into actually putting it together and doing it. And we we are sort of making it up as we're going along. But we're having you know, the thing is we're having fun. Me and Greg are definitely having fun doing this. And long may it continue. But the the, the fundamental thing is is that the whole things that people are doing now, the what we're doing, what everybody else is doing, but it gives people hope that they can do it together. You know what I mean? They can actually they still you know what I mean like we hopefully one day we'll be all sat on the same couch doing this. Which I'm okay. yeah.
1: What was that going to do? It'll have to be a big <laughs> that... couch. We're going to need a bigger couch. We <laughs> would need a bigger couch. But there we go. Was that yeah. was that not a
2: Jaws reference? Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the film Alpha Papa? The Cole Mini? Uh I haven't known to my Patrick film and Col minis wife. Was killed and he's talking to one of our characters. And he shows, her a, shows them a picture of his wife and says, "That was her before the angels took her." And the guy says, "Was well, there a
0: lot of them?" <laughs> brilliant! Brilliant! It was horrible. On 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 that on that note, um, I think we will we will bring this to a, a lovely lovely end. Just brings me nicely to the main shameless plug for today's episode. I think we really should start doing these at the start so that we actually have people watching the plugs. But anyway, some of you may or may not have already seen. Marooned on Seti Alpha Five, but Sarah Adams here is uh the host of our sister show, Marooned on Seti Alpha Five, where Star Trek meets Desert Island discs. And it's a great insight into people like myself and other crewmates from the USS Alba and their choices of shows and entertainment that they would be quite happily stranded with. So if you haven't checked that out just yet, please do go ahead and check that out. That's all available on the USS the Recreation Department channel, including previous episodes, and all new episodes will be launched directly to the channel. So, uh, Sarah, would you like to make any comments? Say anything, uh, plug your show. It is your baby, let's...
1: All right, come and be marooned on SETI Alpha 5. You get to choose eight episodes of Star Trek. I will allow you to include double episodes and movies you'll also get to take a book and a luxury item and yeah it'll take you some time to think about that but we'll chat about your choices and why you got into star trek
0: so guys if anybody would like to be involved in this you can either get in touch with spot the week gregor or myself and just let us know that you want to be involved and if you want to be involved on spot the week by all means same thing just give us a bell and we will quite happily get in touch with you guys and get you on the shows. So with that being said, I'd like to thank Gregor and Sarah for joining me this evening. And I hope you've had as much fun as I have. Um,
1: what a difficult concept.
0: Um, yes, fun. it's been fun
2: on the couch with Sarah.
0: Drinking tea. Yeah,
2: just we love together. That's why we're not socially distanced, if anyone's wondering.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Same household.
0: Actually to be honest with you guys this is the closest they've been together the whole normally, normally. <laughs> yeah could you switch that camera off now <laughs> and on that note guys it's time to sign off so uh, as we've already done thank you very much for joining us and we hope Perfect. to see you again next time cheers bye, bye. Thank you for listening to Spock the Week.
1: If you like what
0: you are listening to and you would like to continue, please subscribe on the capture of your choice. Also, if you would like to become a Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash Spock Week. We'd be happy for your support, but we're so glad that you're listening to us anyway. Big shout out to all our listeners across the world from the United States, here in the UK, from Germany, and also from Hungary. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope you do continue. See you next week.